Good afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Matters podcast, the only podcast that truly matters to small business. My name is Tim Fulton, the founder, chief evangelist for Small Business Matters. I'm your host for today's podcast. My co-host is Taylor Fulton, the director of marketing for Small Business Matters. Hello, Taylor. Hey, good afternoon. Good to be here. Well, it's great to have you on here for our inaugural podcast. Before we get started, I know this is a really important time of the year for you, college basketball, a uh, little bit of a, a tournament fan, I think. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, I will, I will be temporarily unemployed for Thursday and Friday as I sit on my couch and watch as many basketball games as I can. I'm envious. And do you have, do you have a favorite? Or are you rooting for anybody in particular? I went to the University of Kansas, so I'm a diehard Jayhawks fan, and if we can just get out of the Midwest region, it'll be a good year. Well, as you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the Jayhawks as well. Taylor, I'm really excited, not only because this is our, our inaugural podcast, the first of many, but I'm, I'm equally excited because of the guests that we have with us today. Chris Hanks, who is one of the, the leaders of entrepreneurship here in the Atlanta market and a friend of Small Business Matters and just couldn't be happier to have him on for our first show. So if you're ready, shall we get started? Sure. I will just remind listeners before we get started that our podcast is now on iTunes and all other places where podcasts can be found. So if you like what you hear, I would just suggest that you give us a review, maybe leave a rating, help us boost up the rankings a little bit. Great. First, I'll introduce Chris. Chris is the founder and the executive director of the Robin and Doug Shore Entrepreneurship Center at Kennesaw State University in Atlanta. Prior to this, Chris was the founder and director of the entrepreneurship program at the University of Georgia in Athens. He has owned multiple businesses, including music, e-commerce, publishing, and export ventures. Chris Hanks leads the, the International Entrepreneurship Institute and is certified in business valuation, providing expert witness testimony. Before teaching at UGA, Chris taught entrepreneurship at Georgia State University and assisted in the Russell Center for Entrepreneurship. Chris got his undergraduate degree from, I believe, uh, University of Georgia. Chris, is that correct? I did. Absolutely. And your master's from? San Jose State University. San Jose. Wow. Well, Chris, welcome to Small Business Matters. Great to have you with us. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I really, really uh, appreciate being a guest. And, you know, I owe so much of my entrepreneurial journey to you and your leadership. So, yeah, it's an honor. Well, thank you. And, and you were kind enough to have me on your podcast, Shrimp Tank. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about that as we get going here. But let's start with, I, I gave a short introduction, Chris, in your, in your bio, a serial entrepreneur, and, and then made a transition to the academia side of entrepreneurship. So I always enjoy asking small business owners, tell us about your first entrepreneurial effort? Go back as, as young as you might have been, your first entrepreneurial effort. Well, I guess technically, I mean, as a kid, you know, mowing lawns just for money, but I started two businesses in college just because I was poor. I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I just knew that I didn't have enough money for tuition. So I started a delivery service is one of them. And then another t-shirt business. Mm. Um, but that was more, you know, entrepreneurship by survival. I didn't really consider my, my first real business, like with employees and, and that kind of thing. Uh, in my late 20s, I decided to open up some CD stores and did that, which led to a recording studio and an entertainment business. All this is 
prior to the big dot com stuff. So so really, my first business is is uh, you know sitting around a CD store is is basically my first one. Great, great, Taylor. Well, Chris, just wondering, kind of from that point on, uh, how did you get into being a small business coach and kind of being a, a consultant for for a lot of small businesses in Atlanta? Um, you know, like I've always just really enjoyed entrepreneurship, like as, as far as, you know, the challenge of starting something from nothing. And so that led me to own multiple, nothing very big or impressive, but just multiple small. And so so by doing that, I guess when you have the word serial entrepreneur, you, you get invited to come speak. And so I started speaking in college classes. The first college class I, I, I spoke at was at Georgia State University and just absolutely fell in love with it. Fell in love with the idea of, you know, how do we meet people where they are and get them from where they are to where they want to be? And, and that journey has just been so, so much fun. So it was really just out of uh, getting invited to guest speak in a college classroom, which led to my sort of love of like not just doing it, um, but then I got more involved in talking about doing it, which is kind of ironic because I used to always make fun of those people, the people <laughs> who talk about it all day and don't really do it. And now I'm totally that guy. <laughs> that's, that's great. Chris, I know you had a number of different businesses of your own and enjoyed success in those businesses, may have learned a few lessons as well. As you think back to that experience, what are a couple of the lessons that you learned as a small business owner? It may be a little cliche because it reminds me of the Peter Drucker quote, the, uh, the bottlenecks are always at the top. I really wished I would have known that and, and really taken that seriously when I first started. You know, because it's, it's amazing, like the better I get, the better my business gets, right? Like as my sort of self-worth grows, my income grows, you know, my, my net worth grows. Mm -hmm. and, and I never really understood that because like I would blame, you know, like, uh, you know, say, gosh, you know, this isn't going well. It's my competitors or it's my employees or it's my industry. And then you think, well, yeah, but, but there's other people that are doing better than me with probably the same set of circumstances. So what's different and the more I started taking ownership and quit playing victim and, and saying like, no, you know what? I own the results in my life and it's on me. I wasn't smart enough to figure it out. You know, I mean, yeah, there's always unexpected things that happen, but, you know, it's always my next move as the entrepreneur. And so that's one of the biggest lessons I learned that I, I wish I would have really held on to that concept. I think I would have gotten better results. That's great. Thank you. Taylor? A follow up to that. Do you think that entrepreneurial success is more based on like, the DNA of the entrepreneur, or do you think it's a learned skill that, that business owners develop over time? Yeah, this is one that I, you know, especially being someone who teaches entrepreneurship and, and, and founded uh, two entrepreneurship centers, I get criticized sometimes because people have the, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, I can't really teach entrepreneurship. It's part of the DNA and that kind of thing. And I, and I really disagree with that. Some definitions of entrepreneurship call it like a process for creating value. Um, that's actually a University of Florida's uh, definition, which pains me to say that um, since I'm a bulldog. <laughs> As a or gamer, was a bulldog, yeah. But yeah. But, you know, a process can be taught, right? There's so many things about entrepreneurship that can be taught. So it's, you know, the idea that it's this innate thing. I mean, we all have innate characteristics that we either have to overcome or give us an advantage. But it certainly can be taught, just like any other skill can be taught, right? I'm not the best golfer in the world, but you can teach me to become better. You know, I don't have skills to, you know, to write poetry, but I bet I could benefit from learning about poetry mm. and improve. So when people say it can't be taught, well, I think you can apply that same logic to any discipline. Um, you, know, you know, you could teach me to play a better basketball game, but I will never be in the NBA. 
So there's so much about entrepreneurship that I believe can be taught and that it also makes people just better at business because I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurship is the hardest job in business. And so the more I learn about how to be a good one, even if I don't become an entrepreneur myself, I will create more value in the organization that I'm employed by. Chris, that's a, that's a very interesting response. I've pondered that the same question, and, and as you've suggested, I, I do think there are certain characteristics that contribute to one's success in entrepreneurship, but I, I really believe there's a lot that can be learned, whether in the, it's in the classroom at Kennesaw State or, or on the street you know, as, as a small business owner. I want to remind our listeners that you are listening to the Small Business Matters podcast. It's the only podcast that truly matters to small business. Our guest today is Chris Hanks, and Chris is the director of the Entrepreneurial Center at Kennesaw State University. Chris, I'm curious, as a, as a professor in entrepreneurship, what do you find that you are inspired by? What gets you motivated? You know, that's, that's kind of easy for me because um, I, I, I'm inspired by the stories. You know, like I get to be on the front lines of this every day, and it's it's a blast to see how entrepreneurship changes people. It's a phenomenal ch- uh, tool for change. So I see students who are scared to death to speak in front of anybody get up there and pitch their business like uh, like a pro. You know, I, I get people who didn't believe in themselves, but, you know, entrepreneurs and leaders, leaders always have to be first believers. Like not everybody has to believe in your dream, but you do. And I get students, you know, like like when we believe in them uh, more than they do, you see them just change and become better versions of themselves. And it's the coolest thing in the world. So what inspires me, like um, last Thursday night, I was in the classroom with students who are doing their ventures, and we have phenomenal success stories. You know, a student uh, of mine just uh, exceeded one million revenue. A lot to celebrate there, but I don't get inspired by the businesses. I get inspired by how the students change as a result of pursuing their their dreams and and just seeing their change in attitude. Like that inspires me. Watching that that one person who just changes as a result of it. So I love the stories of change within the students. Well, and I know you are inspiring to your students. I've seen you in, in front of the classroom. Taylor? So tell us a little bit of more of the stories uh, that inspire you, because I think that's a really kind of interesting topic. What are some of your favorite stories uh, in your career at Kennesaw State or back at UGA? Yeah, you know, my, my favorites are always the smallest, you know, like the real small stories. Like there's a woman uh, that, that I grew to like very much in the Entrepreneurship Center, and she is somebody who had a very, very difficult background in childhood. I mean, just horrible, horrible results. And therefore, she just was not a believer in anything better for her life and that she deserved nothing and that she was worth nothing. And then watching that transformation of her, um, holding her, you know, I've learned to not hold uh, students as accountable. I used to be very big in accountability, and now I'm like trying to hold them close instead of accountable. Mm. But still having her check in every week with her her KPIs, uh, her key performance indicators as she was progressing towards her goals and just watching her just change into the fast forward the story. But she just did an art show which is so unlike her. She is now um, uh, doing a blog with some of her poetry. And it's, and that doesn't sound like a very inspiring story to anybody else, but if you met this girl, 
and you heard her background and it would give you goosebumps and it would just light you up to see the change within her. So again, my stories are so small, you know, being in the bathroom with a student and teaching him how to tie a tie because his father was killed in, in uh, as a sniper in Afghanistan and his mother abandoned him and he never had anybody to tie a tie. So before we went to a, on a business tour, tying a tie. This weekend, getting to spend uh, the entire weekend in the woods with students just investing on how do you choose purpose, how do you find purpose, and how do you identify your dreams, and how do you actually achieve them. Getting to spend a whole weekend with students exploring ideas like that, pretty special stuff. So those are just top of mind some of my favorite stories. Taylor, I don't know about you, but I, I get goosebumps hearing Chris describe his experience with the students. And my sense is a, a few of these students are going to be future guests on the uh, Small Business Matters podcast. Chris, I've had a couple speakers to my Vistage group lately talking about millennials, millennials in the workforce and millennials in terms of as customers. You're working with millennials every single day. How would you describe millennial entrepreneur and and how would you differentiate, if so, a millennial entrepreneur from maybe a baby boomer like yourself? Yeah, you know, these millennials, they're, they're definitely a different different type of folks. I mean, only half of millennials plan on staying at a company that they're hired at for a year. Like if you said, how long will you stay there? You'll only get uh, 50% saying a year or more. You know, there's so many things that are different about them, which I could go on and on about since I'm, I'm with them all the time. But, but the one that I find that is most compelling to me that is not talked about as much is uh, these are individuals who are overexposed to information and underexposed to experiences. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, like you got YouTube, right? So they've probably watched 13 YouTube videos on that topic, but they've never experienced it. So, so there's a lot of things about the maturity there. I've heard, uh, I heard one CEO say, you know, 28 is the new 18. Because they're not as exposed to a lot of experiences at younger ages, you know, because of the helicopter parents or, or a lot of the things that, that um, are, are stereotypical of millennials, they don't have enough of the experiences, but they have a ton of information. In fact, they're exposed to information a lot of times before they're mature enough or ready enough to, to see or to hear that information. So it makes it kind of a unique thing. And one of the many reasons, not, it's a small reason, not the biggest reason, why we are very, very experiential in everything that I teach, it's all experiences. That is fascinating to hear the the difference between the generations. Taylor, why don't you take the next question? Well, I guess just as a follow-up to that, Chris, how do do we as a, I don't want to say as a society, but as a society, balance that out a little bit so that millennials or future generations are empowered to use data because I think it's going to continue to be such an important element in business, but also not be afraid to step out and experience things and, and put the screen or the electronics away. So if I'm understanding the, the, the question correctly, like um, uh, there, there's a couple things that we, we can do, you know, to sort of enhance that. I, mean, I guess my first step would be to, you know, focus on what they're motivated by. You know, they're motivated by flex time. They're motivated by a feeling I'm contributing to the world. They want to feel special. They want to feel really special, right? And they want to be around a culture of creativity and they want to be heard. So a lot of these things that, that can sort of come up, we have to sort of like um, engage that as much as we want to sort of complain about that. In fact, I was joking just recently with somebody, you know, because like I, I always learned, um, I had heard somebody say in the Great Depression, um, like my grandfather used to say this, like you thank your boss every single day 
because of your job. Like when you go home, you thank your boss. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Wilson, for the job. Because, you know, during the depression, having a job was the biggest deal in the world. And now we've kind of gone the other way with the millennials. Like you almost have to thank them every day for coming into work. <laughs> um, in fact, there's research that says you should thank them. And no, you can't let any more than seven days go by mm. without thanking the, uh, the employee. So, you know, so engaging, like, you know, whether or not we want to complain about that, since, you know, I'm older and say, wow, that's silly or whatever, but they grew up in a, in a whole different world. I mean, they've never seen a world without the internet. And so we have to think how they think and approach them where they are if we want them to experience things differently and get different results out of them. That, that is very interesting. Chris, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention that you have an, your own podcast, and I want our listeners to, to, uh, to better understand what it is that you do. Tell us about the shrimp tank. Yeah, Shrimp Tank has gone a lot better than I ever originally ever thought. So yeah, it's at shrimptankpodcast.com. And it, it sort of started off as a play on Shark Tank. Like we were going to bring, you know, since we're dealing with student entrepreneurs, right? Wouldn't that be kind of neat to do a lot of student entrepreneurs? And we've done that, um, but it's kind of morphed a little bit more into where we interview um, the best entrepreneurs that we can find and, uh, you know, get best practices of, of them so that students can go back and listen to some of those episodes and and learn from the best. Because I was always a big fan of that C.S. Lewis quote, you know, if if you're not that wise, then surround yourself in a circle of those who are. And uh, that certainly applies to me. And I think that, you know, hey, success leaves clues. Like, hey, how did this person do it? How did that person do it? And so that's what the shrimp tank's sort of about, trying to get these best practices out there. Because, you know, like, and I often joke with the students that, you know, like school, we do a bad job because if you look at somebody else's paper and I catch you as the professor looking at somebody else's paper, you fail. And, you know, in life and especially in entrepreneurship, I believe it's the opposite. If you don't look at somebody else's paper, you're going to fail. We have to do that. We have to look at other people's paper because there's so many great folks who are doing things and uh, that we can learn from and we can strip years off of our own learning curves. Yeah, we, we call that a benchmarking or, or best practices, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Chris, the Shrimp Tank, I was so pleased to be able to join you uh, on that. And I know you've, you've had great guests on that show, and I hope that our listeners will tune in. Reminding our listeners that today we have Chris Hanks, the director of the Entrepreneurship Center at Kennesaw State University, as our guest today. Taylor, you've got some rapid-fire questions for Chris. Chris, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Awesome. We got four questions for you. First, what's your, maybe not favorite, what's one business book that you would recommend to a, a first-time entrepreneur? Uh, well, I'm going to go the opposite because I know Tim would probably say E-Myth Revisited. So I'm going to go with uh, Art of the Start, Guy Kawasaki. Okay, very good. What's the craziest business idea uh, that's ever walked into your center? <laughs> uh, oh boy, do I have stories. Um, <laughs> this is this is a family-oriented show, Chris. I just want to remind you of that. <laughs> so uh, the craziest one was a, a, like uh, that just popped into my mind is the student who wanted his whole business to excrete positivity. First of all, I coached him that those are two words that should belong together, and I never quite understood what exactly he wanted to do. Uh, through YouTube and through social media, he was going to extreme positivity and had a business around that, but that that's sort of my most recent craziest. Well, if he figures that out, let me know, because I think I can do that yeah, too. I don't, know what, I don't know what excreting positivity is, but yeah, if I figure it out, I'll let you know. What is a, a bucket list item that you hope to check off in 2018? Um, I would like to teach in another country. So um, I, I would like to teach in a European country. So, nice. yeah. Any countries nice. in mind? 
Um, yeah, no, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to do it in Italy. And, and Chris, you know, if you need, you know, someone to carry your bags or, or <laughs> and like a, an assistant for that, I'm ready to jump in at any moment. That's awesome. Yep. We can do it. All right. Last one. What is your favorite smartphone app for productivity or everyday use? Uh, Evernote. Evernote. Yeah. I use Evernote quite a lot. Yeah, I do. Since I discovered it, it has really helped my productivity because I'll, you know, having one place to store it all uh, has helped me greatly. Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Chris, I know that many of our listeners uh, may want to reach out to you. What's the best way for them to contact you at the Entrepreneurial Center at Kennesaw State? So the email address, uh, it's, it's usually through email, but, but it's easy to find if you just typed in Entrepreneurship Center, Kennesaw State University. Uh, but my email address is chanks1, the number one, uh, chanks1 at kennesaw.edu. And I was remiss, I should have asked this earlier. Tell our listeners a little bit about the Entrepreneurial Center, how it operates, your role there, and how they might get involved. Yeah, no, we are definitely unique in, in our approach to uh, entrepreneurship, and um, we are brand new. We are celebrating our third year uh, birthday party coming up next month. So basically, and we're, we have the only entrepreneurship degree program in the state of Georgia. That won't be for long because we're helping some other colleges do what we've accomplished. But our approach is what makes us different. And the approach that we take and that we're adamant about is it's mindset first, then skill set. So we focus on the mindset of an entrepreneur. And then we deploy a skill set because, you know, most of the entrepreneurial information out there that's taught by academic institutions are easily Googled. But if we can get a student to think and act like an entrepreneur and think of themselves as a brand, where, you know, that they're taking out and selling to the marketplace, regardless of occupation, then they are going to get paid more. I can back that up with the research and they are going to be happier. That's great. You know, I've had an opportunity to, to visit the center and, and work with a couple of your students and, and you and your team just do a magnificent job and, and should be very proud. And uh, those of us here in Georgia should be very proud of, of what you're doing there at Kennesaw State University. Well, Chris, it's, it, I can't believe how fast the time has gone. Thank you so much for spending your time on the Small Business Matters podcast. And I hope maybe you'll come back and visit us again. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely my honor. So I definitely appreciate being invited on the show. And uh, I think you guys are doing amazing things uh, with Small Business Matters. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thank you. Taylor, we've got a few announcements. If our listeners would like to uh, subscribe to the newsletter, how can they do that? Just go to our website, smallbusinessmattersonline.com. And you should be prompted at the homepage to enter your email address and a first name, and you can get signed up for our newsletter, which goes out monthly, either the third or fourth week of the month. And I'd also like to remind our listeners that uh, Small Business Matters, the book, and also Small Business Matters, all that jazz are both available on the website and also available at Amazon.com. Taylor, the boot camp has been going along well, the Small Business Matters Boot Camp. We mm -hmm. just finished up our second session. We've got a dozen participants in the program, and I'm very pleased with how that's going so far. And I'd also like to share with our listeners that the next Grow Smart program is coming up here in Atlanta starting on April 3rd. And check with the Small Business Development Center at Georgia State for information on that Grow Smart program. Again, that's April 3rd. 
Taylor, we were talking a little bit about basketball earlier, got the tournament coming on. Anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? What else is going on? Well, I think I would just encourage everybody, again, to, if they like what they heard today, to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search Small Business Matters. And that we're going to try to do this every month or so and provide some of the, the best guests and entrepreneurs in Atlanta. Other than that, we have the newsletter coming out every month. We'll also be doing hopefully a little bit more blogging and content marketing throughout the year. And if there's anybody out there who is interested in, in writing for us or being a guest on the podcast, uh, please reach out to us either at uh, Tim at Small Business Matters Online.com or Taylor Small Business Matters Online.com. Great. Thank you, Taylor. Well, we're, we'll come to the conclusion of our podcast. You've been listening to the Small Business Matters podcast, the only podcast that truly matters to small business. May each of you continue to pursue all that matters. Thank you. Thank you.